0: You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. We talk moto events from around the world. All the injuries, all the training ins and outs, the bikes, parts and gear inspections, the results we interview your favorite riders it's the always moto podcast we occasionally have some coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way if you don't like it or you don't agree with us turn it off right now i'd like to remind you that he is not a doctor moto fans i'm not a doctor but i am a physiotherapist and this is episode 77 of the always moto podcast as always i'm your host david hogan we'll be joined later in the show by the always moto contractor ben grinley and as always he's still looking for that paycheck we've also got blair's babble back again this week so check those out later in the show this is the always moto podcast we are in the depths of the clinic throwing strapping tape anywhere it will stick as always on the show, we'll be going through all things moto, particularly the injuries in our sport because hashtag injuries are a part of moto. And this week our focus is on the Australian Supercross opener that's happening this weekend in Adelaide. It's awesome to have this event and series kicking off and kicking back in. Uh, and we'll be also talking about so a little bit of talk about Motocross of Nations from Erne in France and obviously some little updates on the Aussie boys as they are heading over there getting ready to take on the world. We also have a chat with Canadian import Cole Thompson about his ride with Sherco Yamaha for the Aussie Supercross. It's awesome to catch up with Cole. So plenty to get through this week on the show. But bringing the show today, as always, it's Competitive Edge Performance. Are you looking to take your performance to the next level? Competitive Edge is the go-to provider of strength and conditioning programs, sports nutrition and on-bike coaching schools for athletes of all levels. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned pro, they've got you covered. Offering in-person sessions and top-notch online programs accessible anywhere, anytime through their awesome training app. Competitive Edge Performance believes everyone deserves access to the best training and performance methods so you can ride faster and safer and feel damn good doing it. With over 10 years of industry experience and plenty more personal racing laps themselves, their coaches know what it takes to succeed. Join Competitive Edge Performance today. Always Moto podcast listeners can get 50% off your first month on their training app using the coach uh, the code COMPEDGECOACH. That's C O M P E D G E C O A C H, all in capital letters. Now, don't forget we've got that affiliate deal in bo- place with Slant Board Guy as well as Endurance Recovery Boots, and they're both utilizing that code Always Moto in lowercase at checkout to save. And Tech 167 3D Printing. Need something cool for your bike? Maybe it's just that uh, funnel that it screws straight into the oil filler cap so there's no mess. Then check their products out. Find them on their Facebook page at Tech 1673 d Printing. As always, I still need your show support. We have our merch available to help the show along. Um, We have our T-shirts available. They are $25 plus postage and handling. Send an email to info at alwaysmoto.com and put T-shirt order in the subject line and we'll get that payment details out to you via PayPal. Now, speaking of PayPal, you are able to do a show um, donation direct via that PayPal account. Drop a message in that um, donation, in the funds when they go through, um, a question and we'll read it out live on the show. To find all of our supporters, follow the links in the show notes or in our bios on our social pages and you'll get direct to those companies or to us, and you can get in touch straight away. All right, enough with this intro talk. Let's jump into the show. Hey, this is Brett Metcalf. You're listening to Always Moto Podcast. All right, we're rolling into the show. Benny, welcome to it. Um, Big weekend ahead in Australian motorsport, mate. Uh, Plenty going on if you're in Australia watching... Anything with a motor, Um, we're obviously focusing in on the Australian Supercross kicking off and we've got Motocross of Nations, but it's also Bathurst weekend, mate.
1: It is. Big Bathurst fan. Um, I love this time of the year and makes it even better when, um, yeah, we've got Supercross on Saturday night and um, the Nations on Sunday night. So, yeah, like you said, massive weekend.
0: Yeah, it's all going to happen um, and obviously different things are going on in different parts of the world so time zones have worked out a treat for us this time around which is um, kind of nice, it's, it's a bit of a shock, uh, we'll, we'll get to when you can watch that sort of stuff from the nations in, in later on in the show but it's going to line up pretty well and, and look with Adelaide kicking off it's on a slightly different time zone as well so it's going to work out nicely for us East Coast viewers, it's going to go pretty well I think mate.
1: Yeah, um, as long as you've got, um, you know, you've got the TV ready. Yeah, perfect timing. Um, you yeah, know, you can watch. Well, the only thing is actually <clears throat> I think the supercar shootout is on roughly towards the same time as uh, Supercross starting in Adelaide. I think it's might just cross over. I'm not sure, but that's all right. We can handle that.
0: Well, that's where those, you know, lucky rich people get to have two TVs going at once, mate. You know, just <laughs> sort it all out. It'll work <coughs> out fine. that will be fine. You'll see both. It's okay. Um, but no, look, so Australian Supercross is kicking off this weekend. Um, Adelaide, like we mentioned, it's a um, bit of a different series this year. They've done some changes, some tweaks, and I, I, I kind of don't mind it considering we're usually a smaller field. Um, this is going to work out pretty nicely. Um, but we'll get to some of those tweaks in the field here in a sec, but we're going to just point out that it is only three rounds. We mentioned this last week, but it's three rounds for the Australian Supercross. It's in Adelaide for round one. Um, There's about a month, just over a month break until round two for Newcastle. And then the final round is obviously that one paired up with the world Supercross there in Melbourne uh, at the end of November. So, you know, a bit of a stretched out schedule for three rounds, but it's obviously linking up with World Supercross in there. They probably had some part of this with an eye to have something in the middle there of Adelaide and Newcastle, but, you know, probably hasn't come off. But, you know, maybe it's a view to next year when we might get like five or something, Benny.
1: Yeah, hopefully it does expand next year. Um, you know, we had Wagga in there last year. Um and it's not back this year, so I'd say they were trying to, you know, get something to fill the gap, but just couldn't uh, couldn't get it done.
0: Yeah, it hasn't worked out for whatever reason. But look, we've got a series. That's the main thing, and it's got it's three solid rounds. Like there's three reasonable venues. Like Newcastle, and Melbourne are pretty big. Adelaide's obviously a little bit smaller, but uh, it's all going to work out really nicely, I think. It should be a solid season. Now, the best part for me is that all of this is on. Seven plus for us Aussie viewers to watch um, and it's free. There's no, no subscription fee to go into this one, which is amazing. And I actually noticed, I had a little bit of a dig that the fact that, you know, the American stuff, you know, could have been, um, you know, like this. But the bloody American viewers, if they want to watch the Australian Supercross, it's actually free for them if they go over to the WSX.TV platform. It's called Freemium is the catchphrase that they're using. I saw in the press release. So, yeah, even the the international viewers can watch the Australian Supercross for free.
1: Yeah, I think it's really good. Uh, It's, you know, we used to get it on Foxtel. Uh, So for, you know, people that had Foxtel, they could watch it. But uh, the people who didn't still missed out. And then they sort of, you know, they had it on, uh, I think they had AusX open on maybe Channel 10, I think, when it was on. Um, But, yeah, now you can, you know, you can stream this and watch the whole thing and you don't miss a second of it. And, you know, to have the international viewers be able to watch it and it be free, um, hopefully that'll bring a lot more viewers to the the class and um, probably help get a few you know, a few more names out there and people overseas knowing about
0: it. Yeah, well, hopefully it, it'll just add some credibility because they'll be able to see our tracks and they'll see that they're not, you know, not tiny little arena crosses or anything. And, and, you know, maybe it brings in a few more international guys reaching out to these Australian teams for next year as well too, particularly if the season expands in terms of calendars and stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I can't see that being a bad thing at all. It's just letting people watch the sport, which is... I think I've heard plenty of other places talking about, well, you know, we're a niche sport. Why don't we just, you know, free stream it on YouTube or something? Well, this is basically that. They can just sign up to an account on WSX TV or, you know, if they want to use 7 Plus somehow. I don't know if it'll work internationally, but they could just create an account and watch it. Away they go. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good thing to get some eyeballs on our season and our Supercross series. So, yeah, can't, can't complain at all. Now, we're going to jump straight in, Benny. We're going to go to the hard question first for the Australian Supercross. We've got, obviously, a lot of imports uh, coming into the season, but we've got a lot of good Aussie talent rocking up for the SX1 and SX2 classes, uh, and that's where we'll focus these conversations on mostly across the, the podcasts here. But championship picks as an opening topic, mate. Um, have you got someone in mind for both of these, uh, and is it difficult to choose for you?
1: The SX one title is um, SX two right title. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The SX title one. There's probably three people I could choose, um, but the SX two is probably really only two people that I think uh, could you know could win.
0: I think that there's there's probably, given the fact of these formats that we'll talk about in a little bit there is a chance for somebody to maybe pop up and do like a, a, a race win in this Triple Crown in round two, but the the two other events are, in, you know, 20 laps and 15 laps for the SX1 and 2. So I think you're going to see those, you know, main guys pop up for those ones, particularly SX2. But yeah, the SX1 class, I feel it's, it's very top heavy in terms of the talent this year, which is an awesome thing for us viewers. So it is a bit hard to pick, but I have picked one out myself. Um, So I'll go first with this one, SX1. My man to beat, I think, is Dean Wilson. If Dean is half of, you know, if he's got both knees somewhat functioning, now anyone who knows Dean Wilson knows that his knees are pretty ugly to look at, but if they're half functioning for three rounds, I think he can get this done. There is a lot of talent. There is Justin Brayton, Brett Metcalf, Aaron Tanty, Luke Clout. You know, there is a bunch of guys in this class but I think that Dino's got the most speed. Uh, it's just whether he can put it all together.
1: Yeah, like you said, it's top heavy, uh, and you're right, Dean's, You know he's got plenty of speed. It's just got to make those big bubble knees uh, <laughs> work, work all right, and um, you know he might be fine.
0: Yeah, that's the only that's my only concern with Dino is just that his body, whether it will fail him or not. You know, at some point throughout this. Ideally, he's keeping his feet on the pegs for me. If I see him putting his foot down in the corner, I'm going to get a bit angry. But if he's got his feet on his pegs, I think we're all good.
1: And he doesn't uh, jump off the side of the uh, landing ramp like he did at um, World Supercross last year. Uh, It was a bit of a scary crash. So as long as he doesn't make mistakes like that, um, he could be in with a chance.
0: Yeah, definitely. So who's your SX1 pick? Have you gone homegrown talent or international import?
1: It's a hard one. Um, I've gone homegrown talent, but the it's it's hard to go against a six-time winner in Brighton. Um, but you look at Moss, who took him, what was at one point, I think, last year. Yep. Uh, and Tanty was, you know, they both had the red plate, I think, going into Newcastle. And then you've got Luke Cloud up there as well. Um, it's... It's hard to go against him, but, you know, Luke Klaus just come back from a broken arm, so I don't really know where he's at. Uh, and Mossy's just switched bikes. So going off Tanty's form last year, uh, picking him uh, for the title.
0: Right. Okay, well, that's a good one. He is actually in probably a good position too. Like we spoke to him a few weeks back at the end of um, our Osbro motocross series there, and he, he was a bit... Um, not dejected, but just a bit annoyed by how that season had gone. So I think he's he's a bit driven at this point. I think he's got a point to prove, and obviously how he went really well last year. Just that that one crash at Newcastle with the concussion ruled him out. Um, otherwise, it could have been you know it could have been quite the challenge for Brayton there at the end of that season if he hadn't have had that issue, but he did but he looks good coming into this year. So it's a, it's a good pick. I like that one as well. But like we said, there could be, there's plenty of people to pick from in this um, field for SX1 this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if any of them, you know, if, if Mossy won, if, if, if um, Clout won. It, it could go to any of these guys. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them did or didn't do it. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. SX2. I think this one might be a little obvious in terms of the ones we want to pick... Uh, for the championship title. But there is still some other talents in this this field that you you might not uh, pick up on as, you know, they're going to be still challenging. And like I said, that round two for the Triple Crown could be the interesting round for this class in terms of who can get a start. Maybe someone jags a, a, a race win or maybe three different people win uh, jag race wins at that event. So I have to keep an eye on that. But, you know, you're picking from guys like... Um, uh, Reese Budd, you're picking from uh, the American import Robbie Wageman. Um, there's Max Anstey, there's Cole Thompson, um, and there's Nathan Crawford. Uh, they probably the top five guys there that are going to make this series interesting in the SX2 class. For me, but I think it's Max Anstey is going to be my pick and just repeat, get that double back-to-back title in the SX2 class for the Australian Supercross series. How about you, Benny? What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Anstey's my pick as well. Uh, I've gone the same, same way you have. Uh, you know, just he'd be running the number one, and you know, there's the, the hunger to keep the number one. And you know, I think coming off that uh, good 250 season uh, in America, and then bringing that uh, over here, I think, uh, yeah, I think he'll, he'll retain the title.
0: I think he's also comfortable with the bike. Like last year was his first year with with the Honda Uribe guys. Um, he's been on that bike team the whole year. He's obviously got settings down. He's also been to Australia now for the series last year. So he's, there's a familiarity with being in the country and how to do training and tracks and riding and all that sort of stuff. Something that I talked to Cole Thompson later in the show and he mentions that as well about being familiar with the area and it just feels like, back home now so there's something about that to make this all just work even more so in max's favor so yeah i think he's going to be tough to beat um particularly given how he rode it like world supercross opener as well he he's he's on form so he should be looking pretty good for this one to to repeat all right so that was the tough questions out of the way but let's talk about these formats now i gather from this information benny that we're going to have only a 10 rider gate for each of these events because the way this lays out in terms of how these events, the heats, the LCQs, and the mains are done, we're actually doing a bit of an elimination type format across the whole night. So, and it's actually built quite well because they're actually going to start this from qualifying. So, they're actually going to, you could potentially have 50, 60 people qualifying for the event. But they're only going to take the top 30 from the qualifying of rounds to the heat races in the, in the evening program, which then is going to be split into um, three heats. So they're going to have 10 rider heats and only the top two transfer through. Now, I quite like that, Benny. I, I like the fact that they could potentially have more people trying to qualify into the night program, and I like that they're going to make this a harder road in by only having two places from the heat transfer straight through.
1: Yeah, it switches it up a bit, and it's different to, you know, what you see in the U.S. It's different to World Supercross. Um, You know, it'll be interesting. The racing will probably be a lot closer because they're trying to go for, you know, two spots instead of, you know, what is it, normally five or six. Um, So, yeah, the racing could be a lot better, and it's just, you know, it's something different. It's not just the traditional way of, you know, that it normally goes
0: yeah that's I think that's the key point hey it's not like a stock standard here's where we do it everybody else does it this way we're doing the same thing this is just a little bit different but it's also just you're going to get to see the riders in a different way too because you won't be so congested with 20 guys on the track at once and you sort of lose who's happening at the back you'll be able to see all well, 10 I reckon a lot more through that time that they're on the track which is which is a good thing it's exposure again we talked about it with the with the TV coverage this will be a good thing. So once they've got those two riders from the heat races through, so obviously they're gonna have six riders uh into that straight into the final from those two uh three heat races. Third through fifth are going to the L C Q, but sixth through tenth in the heat races are eliminated from the program. So they are going home early. Which I don't mind that either. It's 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 giving people a bit of a a stepping stone to show that they can can get in, maybe they can qualify into the heats but then, then maybe they can only, they can only do the heat races so we're not then dragging heaps of people around into the LCQ and then maybe even having some lesser people in the finals. We're going to keep that top talent in the finals. so when we talk about that SX1 class, all of those top riders that we're talking about are pretty much the top 10. They're going to all be in that you know in that main event and able to win because there's only 10 guys on the track. I'll, I really like that. So they're going to have a nine-rider LCQ because of those heat race formats and how many are left. And from that LCQ, four are going to transfer to the final. So we end up with a ten-rider main event. I like it, Benny. I really like this.
1: Yeah, I like it as well. And you know, sort—I of, guess—going back to our championship picks, real really quick. One of those people that we've picked only has to miss out, and that's it. Like I think, you know, you've only got a three-round um, championship. Yes, you get points for, you know, whatever position you sort of end up. But you've only got a crash, get taken out, something, you know, something little, uh, bike failure, something like that. And, um, yeah, that's that could be the end of it. So it's going to make it really interesting and I think it'll be really good to watch.
0: Well, yeah, one crash in a heat race and you finish sixth and your night's done. <laughs> and our championship pick could just be completely wiped off the board. So yeah, you you're completely right. It it's going to be a very interesting format. I I just I think it's built really well for Australian Supercross given that we have maybe some slightly smaller like they're not per, that they're not massive tracks, but they're not also um sh- tiny, you know, arenas or anything. They're going to just be a little bit better suited to the track, better exposure for the riders and just keep that that crop top crop of riders in that main event and just keep them all honest because there's, they're only them on the track, they're going to be able to get through to the front quickly if they want to, they don't have to get caught with, lappers aren't going to be really an issue in this format either because of it that's another plus in it all as well so when we do do these 20 lap main events at round 1 and 3 it's going to be, yeah lappers won't be an issue, They the people won't be in the way, it's going to be fantastic
1: Yeah and I think uh, come you know, come next week when we go to talk about it uh, I reckon there'll be plenty of uh, plenty of things to talk about and there might be you know a lot of not happy riders saying a few words after it. so uh, yeah keep an ear out next week because we might have uh, a lot to talk about.
0: We'll try when that, when that top rider doesn't make it from the heat race because of a little tip over, we'll try and get some sort of quote from him straight. <laughs> and bring it to the show because I'm sure it'll be a a bit bit of profanity involved but uh, yeah I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out but in my head it's a great idea hopefully it works out that way on track now let's talk about the rest of the format so the event formats for round one and three are what they're labeling a standard format it's going to be those 20 lap main events for the sx1 class and a 15 lap main event for sx2 which is great um hopefully our tracks aren't too short in duration so that you know hopefully we're like that 50 second lap time or better and we'll we'll, you know make it a decent track time for these lap events but then that round two is a different one again it's going to be that triple crown format so they're going to have uh three races eight laps each with six minute gaps between it so it's similar to that world supercross format where the uh sx2 is going to be all done before the SX1 even hits track for their main events. So it's going to be a pretty busy night, that one, I'd say, for the riders because they're going to have not much break in between these things and they're going to be all go 110% every lap of those events.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think the, you know, the 20-lap 20, 20 lap race and a 15-lap race, um, you know, that's just... You're not going to have the lappers that you normally get, uh, like we talked about before. So, uh, you know, they can't get in the way. And you've just, once you're up there, you've got to, you know, try and stay close. Otherwise, that's
0: it. Yeah. Now, just a point too, on those bits where they get the riders get eliminated, when they get eliminated from it, they will be obviously in that finishing order of the LCQ, um, from the heats, those riders will then fill those places behind 10th. So they're still scoring championship points all the way back to, I believe it's 20th. So those riders will still get points in those orders, but they're obviously not going to be part of the top 10 final main event, but um, they will still get championship points for the position that they, you know, aggregated, finished based on their LCQ finish or their heat race finish. So, yeah, it's a... Um, an interesting way of doing it i'm liking it i I like the fact we're going to be different and i think it fits us better here for the australian championship that's the main point i think it just fits us better so let's have a quick look into then the coverage who's going to be on the coverage now it's pretty stock standard for us here in australian coverage we've got our our stalwarts of of commentary really um, in the last few years it's going to be lee hogan and denny ham in the booth which I don't mind either of those guys, Benny. I think they go all right for the Australian side of things. Um, They both get a little bit caught up in their own, um, you know, (laughs) a bit of a bromance going on there at times between the two of them. But um, I think they do a reasonable job.
1: Yeah, I think Lee Hogan's been doing it for so long. It's just, you know, it's weird if it's not him talking. Um, You go back to, you know, Super X, X Open, um, you know, it's, that's just his voice is always there. And um, Denny Ham's now popped in alongside him. Uh, like you said, they both get on really well. They both do a really good job and uh, just makes it easy to listen to.
0: Yeah, and and so Chad Reed's also going to be involved with this a bit, so he's going to fit into those two guys really nicely. He obviously raced with them back in the day when he was in Australia before he left for the US, so they all know each other quite well, so there is that bit of, like I said, I use the word bromance there, but they do all know each other, so they do drive off each other and they do give a few jabs to each other in it as well that's, you know, sort of might be missed by some other people, but those people that are more hardcore fans are going to pick up on that sort of stuff so I think that's a good mix Um, and then I'm not sure uh, but who this one is, I can't recall them on the coverage last year because I didn't really watch too closely on the coverage, I was more at the events but Cameron Williams is going to be providing some commentary as well according to the the PR from Supercross so does he ring a bell for you Benny from last year's coverage?
1: I think he may have been in the stadium maybe at uh, the Friday night at um
0: at World Supercross. Uh, and,
1: uh, World Supercross yeah, yeah, World Supercross and Oz Supercross. Um, but then I think Saturday was different. So he yeah, he might have been in the stadium yeah, Friday night, but I can't hundred percent tell you whether it was him or it wasn't.
0: Yeah, no no disrespect to him. I just obviously it hasn't stuck out as to him being there previously. So we'll obviously probably get to meet him along the way when we're at these rounds doing the coverage. But um yeah, hopefully he does a good job as well and hopefully he fits in with the the other three guys who are well-established names. So, yeah, we'll see how that all works out. Now, not too many things. We're going to just quickly touch on some injuries. Obviously, that's our main sort of focus here on the Always Moto podcast. But there hasn't been too many, which is awesome. But there is a couple of guys sort of working their way back in, and we sort of touched on one previously. But there's been some news this week that, unfortunately, one of the stars of last year's um, championship, who was a bit of a privateer, had a bust-out year, Dylan Wills is actually out with a collarbone fracture that he's only done recently. So he's going to miss this opening round, but his update has indicated he's going to try and be back for Newcastle, which he has time for. He's had surgery on it, I believe. So he has time to be back in time for Newcastle. Like we said, it's about five weeks away, so it's possible for him. He probably won't be the fittest he's ever been coming into it, but could work out. And the other one is Reagan Duffy. We mentioned him last week, but he is also out. He had a fractured wrist during a team photo shoot for the series, which is very unfortunate. These photo shoots are uh, a bit dangerous, Benny.
1: Hey, yeah, you know it happens now and then. Um, it's yeah, there's not much you can do about it. Um, Duffy's had a really hard time the past, you know, few years, which um, sucks for him. Uh, and, yeah, like, Will's had a really good um, season last year. I talked to him at Wagga um, after he had that good round at Newcastle. And, and you know, he missed the uh, pro motocross this year, but he's come back for a supercross. But, um, yeah, to have that collarbone fracture, it's not, not ideal.
0: No, but it's just bad timing, really. Like, there's nothing worse than getting, fra- getting an injury, you know, a week or two before a series starts because it just – it throws you off, and particularly in a very short series, it's it's almost a write-off at that point. So, yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. But some other ones that are just, they're, they're, they're fit and healthy coming in, but they've been coming off these things and recovering from them. So we spoke with, last year, we spoke with Joel Whiteman. Uh, he had some injuries in World Supercross on the Friday night, in Melbourne and then again on the Saturday night had some issues. Sorry, no, he had a bike issue. He had a flat tire, I think it was, on the Friday night with the Aussie round. But on the um, Sunday, uh, Saturday night round for the world round that he was filling in with MDK uh, had a bit of a moment in the whoops and broke a few different things. He's been struggling with those for quite some time, it seems, but he is back and he's into the series. He's going to be in that SX1 class. So good to see Joel back on the bike finally. Uh, hopefully he can have... An injury free run this year for Supercross, which would be nice for him. And the other one's obviously one of your favourite uh, riders to follow, mate, Benny. Uh, it's uh, Luke Clout. Like you mentioned earlier, he's back off that broken. It was broken arm, wasn't it, this time round? I, I say this time round because he's had a few injuries in recent times, and they sort of all blend into one another. But he he's back with CDR Yamaha. But he's probably he'll be fit and ready. But I just don't know if he'll be fighting fit and ready, Benny.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. He has had a, you know, a fair few injuries the last few years. Um, he's been, you know, pretty unlucky after that um, really good 2019 X series. And then the, uh, you know, the stint in America in the 250s that he did, he did pretty well. Um, but then, yeah, since he's come back, it uh, it hasn't gone the greatest. So, yeah, broken bones aren't fun, as we all know. Um but we'll just yeah, that's you know that's why I said he's up there for the championship pick. But I just yeah, you, you don't know where he's at.
0: No, I think if he's in it, you know, come if he's done okay after the first two rounds, I think that's when you might be able to say that he's a you know championship threat. But at the moment, he's just there's just a question mark on on his fitness aspects to be championship competitive. Um, unfortunately, I think he's probably going to be like that fifth fifth through. You know, ten position at the opener, just based on fitness, and maybe, maybe that um, you know race aggressiveness not being there for that first race back in a little bit of time. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he holds shots and he just runs away with it. We'll have to wait and see. I would like to see that. Trust me, I'd like to see him do that. I just, I just don't know if he's quite that, quite that ready yet, based on these injuries and stuff. But we will see. We will see. It's all happening here Saturday night in Adelaide. So, yeah, looking forward to it. All right, let's, um, let's shift focus. That's our Australian Supercross preview. Uh, let's get over to the other event that's happening, the major event for the motorcycling world. It's Motocross of Nations. Uh, obviously, there's not heaps of press releases and stuff coming out for these guys. There has been some injury information about riders changing last minute due to injury on a couple of the other Nations teams. But obviously, we're just going to quickly focus in on the Aussie boys. Uh, The main thing that we're all trying to get an update on is Hunter Lawrence's status, but as per some Instagram stories just this afternoon, Hunter is on the plane, Jet is on the plane, Dean Ferris is on a different plane, uh, coming from a different location obviously to get to Paris, but... (coughs) Hunter is up. He's moving about. He's you know twisting and turning and saluting people as per his uh, Instagram with his OJ that he's drinking. So they looking him and Jed are looking quite comfy in uh, I believe it's their business class or first class seats. So yeah, they can't be doing too bad. So hopefully Hunter is one hundred percent ready to go for this race on the weekend, Bernie. Yeah, well
1: you know we were talking about it in our uh, group chat on the Instagram today and um you know wondering how he was and then you know they've uploaded those videos since then and like you said he seems to be moving around all right uh which is a good sight for us but um yeah how how fit and ready is he uh is you know what we would like to know um but you know, he's on the plane, so that's the start, I guess.
0: Yeah, he's, he's going. So, we you know, we're not a concern about not being able to field the full team, which is great. We mentioned that last week. That would be a bummer for, like, Dean Ferris to be in that situation and then have one of the guys not being able to be there. But, no, he's going. We sort of touched on this last week, but we sort of got a bit more, obviously, seeing him moving around. The, the fact of this lower back injury and a bit of a disc or nerve being pinched, um, If everything, if he's got the amount of treatment that I think he's got access to, which, you know, pro riders and that have won plenty of time to go and do these treatments um, and obviously the funds to go and do these treatments. So I believe he will have been really well looked after in this past week and a half since the injury at at, um, Super Motocross in L.A., I think he's going to be fine. Based on the way I saw him moving there, I think he's good. He might be a little bit slow in qualifying just to, you know, work into this, but I think by the time the, you know, the main part of the program kicks in, I think he's going to be fine. That's that's my professional opinion. I think he's going to be fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, well we'll uh yeah, Sunday night when we can um see what's going on. Hopefully Hopefully he's fine, like you say. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. We'll see how that all goes. Um, now, other than that, not much to add. Like we said, no press releases or stuff coming into this one. You're just going to have to see what's what's happening on the days of the event. Now, if you want to know a bit more about that track there at, uh, in France at Ernay, watch the 2005 or 2015 Nations <laughs> events on YouTube. I'm sure you can find some coverage there if you search them. You might at least learn a bit about the layout of the place and how pack, fact it's a very hard packed from everything I've seen on it. So yeah, check it out. That way, you'll be able to see some more things. Now to watch it, uh, we've learnt that you can find you can watch this via Stan Sport. Uh, so if you haven't got the app, you probably need to get it and watch it. Uh, the racing will actually be now. This is going to be New South Wales time, so make the adjustments for daylight savings and different states um but sunday night race one is going to kick off at 10 p.m race two is going to kick off at 11:30 p.m and race three is going to be 1 a.m monday morning so um not too bad of a schedule there for us to finally watch something which is awesome if you're not going to stay up and that i'd suggest you're probably going to be able to find these on youtube if you check them out monday morning uh, but they probably won't be hanging around there too long because they're not an official copy of the of the event, but I have in the past, uh, like many others, have found these things on YouTube when you probably shouldn't have. but uh, that is another option if you don't have stand Sport. so you know have a bit of a bit of a YouTube dig, you'll probably find something somewhere. All yeah, right. and
1: just a, just a, just a sneaky thing that uh, you probably shouldn't do, but I did it. Uh, if you don't have Stan Sport, just get a free trial, watch it, and then just cancel it, and you don't have to pay anything for it.
0: All right, you're a man with a plan. Like, I, just, like, just... I like, the savviness there. It's also, you know, probably frowned upon if anyone from Stan Sports listening or apologise, it's not, not our usual process. But you can understand why we would do this. So you know.
1: Yeah, that's right. We only, you know, you yeah. only use it for one, you know, one thing, and then that's it. So yeah. Like I said, you shouldn't do it, but that's that's what I did. Yeah,
0: definitely. No, it's, it's a way around it, so it's, it's fine. No, so look, that's our that's our nation's update. Let's take a quick break here on the Always Moto Podcast. We'll be back with a little bit more.
2: Hey, guys, it's Aaron Tanty, and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast.
0: All right, we're back on the Always Moto Podcast. Thanks for sticking around, guys and girls. We've got... We're back. We're going to have. Uh, it's now time for Blair's ball breaking babble that we've uh, introduced from uh, Blair Walsh. He's got another question for us, Benny. You ready for this one?
1: No, I'm ready. You
0: ready? You sure? You sure?
1: Yep. I'm, I'm buckled in. I'm ready.
0: 30 second board's gone sideways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hit play. Let's see what he's got for us this week. Hope you're having a good week, fellas. How can new fans
1: be attracted to the Australian series, only being three rounds?
0: Oh, he's gone straight for the shortness of the Australian Supercross, mate. But how do new fans uh, get on board with something that's so short? You got any ideas?
1: Are we talking new fans or are we talking the fans that are already following?
0: Well, I think the, like, the fans that are already following, I wouldn't really call a new fan... Like, they're, they're going to come and watch no matter what. Like, if, you're, if, you watch, if you've watched Supercross in the past and if you ride a motorbike, I don't really call you a new fan. I call you someone who's a returning fan. So, you're going to find it. You're going to love the fact that that 7 Plus app, like we mentioned before, is free and you can watch it anywhere, anytime. And, you know, potentially, if you're in one of those cities or a nearby to one of those cities that there's a round in, you're probably going to go, but the new fans, the the ones that maybe haven't been to before, how do we get them in?
1: It's a hard one. Um, I, I think just touching on the app, um, we sort of talked about it before. When things are on the TV and people can flick past them, um, and I know I've done it plenty of times, um, you flick onto something that you may not normally choose to watch and then uh, end up, you know, going, oh, this is this is pretty good, and then you get hooked on it, or you just keep going. Uh, so it makes it hard that it's not uh, on the TV, but I guess if they've seen it uh, being shared um, through Facebook, like if the Oz Supergrass page is doing a sponsored uh, thing to make it pop up in, say, uh, you know, all the people in Adelaide see it, Uh posted around or something like that and they go and have a look uh i think you know for the first uh like the way with the the format's going to be i think you know if you went to that and you'd never been before uh i reckon you'd probably be pretty happy on watching it but like you said it's it's just one of those sports where you you either hate it or you you love it so it is a bit hard in that sense
0: yeah, I think you've touched on a couple of points. I've got one more that I've thought of since you were going that sort of would draw people in. Like, yes, the fact if you're on that 7 Plus app already and you're just flicking around looking for something to watch, one that's free and it's live sport, you can, you know, there it is, away you go. You might get sucked suckered in that way. Um, the other one for me is like that combination of those pre-event promotions, like you mentioned, the, the Facebook ads, but... The local radio interviews the week leading up, trying to give away some tickets. Um, the those in-person events where they actually have a bike running, um, because that noise of a bike always drags people in. They're like, "What the hell's that?" You know, they go and look for it. And the same as when they've got like, like if they got a press day running the day before, which most of these events now do, um, that sort of noise that's happening on a Friday when people are out working and they can hear it as they're travelling around you know, on different job sites or whatever, again, they go, what's that? And somebody will give them what it is, and that might draw them in to go, hey, we've got nothing on on Saturday night, let's go and check this thing out. It sounds pretty cool. Um, so for me, that's how we get those new fans in. But again, we go back to the fact that we are a bit of a niche sport, and not everybody's interested in you know, dirt bikes. Uh, the noise, the, the outdoorness, particularly if you go to Newcastle and it rains by some chance in, in November there being an open-air stadium. Those things don't always put people in, in the mood for it. But I think that the free TV coverage is what's going to get people to see it and then maybe they'll be there next year in person.
1: Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, you, you've only got to look at, I guess, you know, that's World Supercross going to different places and, you know, from there's a few different uh, rumblings after Cardiff and uh, England this year, um, Cardiff last year, obviously, but England this year, that people had never really heard of it, never thought of it, and then they went and saw it, and now if it goes back, they will, you know, continuously go back and watch it, um, cause they obviously enjoyed it. So yeah, that's just, you know, once you see it and you like it, hopefully you go back. Um, but yeah, it's just like we said, yeah, you know, it's a hard sport to sort of get out, out there and get people into.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not easy in that sense. You know, it's not the soccers, it's not the, the footballs of the world where they're obvious people know about them. They are on TV every weekend, multiple times a week, you know, it's, it's very different, but yeah, those other things we talked about, I think, are the ways that they're going to get in. So not a bad question there from Blair. We, um, Blair sent through a few other bits and pieces, but we chopped that one out because we could have covered those other bits in our talk earlier in the show. So that one sort of made the most sense to, to cover off on. So, yeah, nice work there for uh, Blair's ball-breaking babble this week. All right, Benny, anything else before we take another break and we jump to our interview with uh, Cole Thompson?
1: Yeah, just sort of touching sort of back on the the question from Blair. you um, got more, mate. Yeah. I just thought of it even though you just sort of sent us on the outro, but um,
0: why not stuff the show Jet, the up? It's okay, it's fine, you can run it.
1: Yeah. Um, Jet and Hunter obviously both had a really good year this year. And you know, they both won the titles. And obviously, uh, only sort of as of late got a fair bit of TV time um, over here, which we touched on a few weeks ago in one of our episodes. And I think that there's probably a lot of people who watched either the morning show or the news at night um, or just happened to see someone sharing that Facebook snippet uh, of the interview. I think there's probably a lot of people across Australia that didn't know who they were. Or that they were even racing over there. Um, You know, you get a lot of people who go overseas and play sport or whatever else, and now you get mentioned on the TV more than, you know, what we like, what Moto does. Uh, So I think that probably had, you know, some kind of impact. And then hopefully, you know, that people then see the, Ozex or well the you know the X series and go oh you know that's what they were doing but it's here um, you know they might come so that's just another avenue of where they might have been able to see it that draws them in um, but hopefully that did have some kind of effect.
0: Yeah, I can see where you've gone with that, trying to link those two together. But you know the disappointing part in that is that those guys aren't turning up to the race and those guys' images. As in, you know, an image of Hunter and Jet on a bike are not going to be a part of the Oz Supercross promotions because they won't be licensed to do so. So that's the disappointing part because obviously they are, they're going, one, they're going to Motocross of Nations, two, I believe they're going, those boys are going to the um, Supercross in Paris, so they're obviously getting paid a lot for that round. I don't think just yet the way that our Australian Supercross series is, I don't think they have the money from the promoters to draw those guys over just yet. If they do in a year or two's time, I think that would be great. But we would have lost that traction that they got from those championships and that coverage that you mentioned on Today shows and all those things. That won't be there. But, yeah, it would be nice if that could have linked all up and guess what you can see these guys who have won these things and you've seen on the today show next week in your town that would have been great but unfortunately they aren't turning up
1: no and that's that that's the killer thing but you yeah, know hopefully there's just maybe some kind of link there
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe we get it, but yeah, it'd be just be. I think that link would be solid if they were racing one one of the rounds. They wouldn't even have to do all of them; just one of them, that would draw it in because then they could use those images across all the promotions, and yeah, it would link up nicely. But maybe that can be a future project for them. Because remember when like Reedy would come out for the Super X back in the day, like that would draw the crowd because Reedy was coming home, you know. So. Um, and then the imagery will get used throughout the promotions for everything. So, yeah, it's one of those things that it's. I think it's a work in progress. Still, we, we've we've gone back a few steps in our in our Supercross series size and and dollar value, and we've just got to build ourselves up to be be able to bring those boys home for a couple of races.
1: Yeah, and I mean, yeah, look at it; they're still using Chad Reed now. I mean exactly. he was on the radio in Adelaide this afternoon. So uh yeah, they still use him to you know as a draw card.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, no, good point. Well raised. Um you can change track on the on the show again if you have that quality input. That's all right. I'll let you do it. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's um let's take that break that we talked about and we'll uh come back with our interview with Cole
2: Thompson. Hey guys, it's Matt Moss here. We're tuning in with Always Motos podcast.
0: All right, joining us this week on the Always Moto Podcast as we lead into the start or the opening round of the Australian Supercross Series, he's back for his second go-round in the Aussie Series. He's an import. We've got a few coming in this year, which is awesome, but he's riding for Circo Yamaha in the SX2 class, which he rode last year as well. It's Cole Thompson. How are we doing, Cole?
2: Good, good. Thanks for having me on.
0: No, I appreciate the time. Um, you've just gotten in from probably training or riding or whatever it is that you're exploring in Australia. Um How is life in Australia for you so far, mate?
2: Yeah, we got uh, just wrapped up third day on the bike. So was able to go up to the place I stayed at last year, which is uh, near Coulomb or the Coulomb, I guess the MX track there, they have the Supercross. So able to get some laps in there and kind of uh, break down the bike and get, uh, I guess, everything shaken out before the weekend starts here uh, in a few days. Is it hard
0: for you coming over to try and find places to ride and places to train, like go you know, the gym and stuff like that? Or now that the second time around is probably a lot easier, but uh, yeah, how is that side of things for you in this short series? Cause it's only a couple of rounds too.
2: Yeah, no, it's, um, it's actually a little bit easier this year. Just being familiar with being uh, in Australia from last year, uh, knowing where <laughs> I didn't even know what a grocery store was here um, <laughs> last year. So for me this year, it feels like uh, coming back home again. And I spent two months last year. So, you know, right away, I was able to hit the hit the ground running this year and didn't feel uh, too out of place. So um, for training and stuff like that, yeah. You know, how did gym set up and everything, but I'm actually going to go back to Canada in between the uh, first and second round and then come back over for the the second and third round. So I won't be staying the entire time this year, but uh, you know, the time that I'm spending here, it's um, it feels like I'm, I'm comfortable and, you, you get familiar with everything and it, it, even you know where I was riding today I spent you know two months last year riding so i felt like I was right back at home again on uh, on the tracks i remember
0: yeah nice it's a obviously a big change but yeah obviously that second time around things are becoming familiar which is a good thing and obviously will help you probably perform better because you're a bit more comfortable in the environment so that's a that's a nice thing as well
2: yeah, absolutely absolutely even with the team it's uh, a little easier coming in uh for year two everyone's familiar with uh obviously myself and I'm familiar with everyone so the you know the changes there it's um you know just it's setting up the bike again and and going racing it's uh, pretty easy
0: yeah nice and what part of this what was the draw to come out to the australian series for you one obviously the first time around last year but why come back again is there something in particular that you liked about it was it probably wasn't the money as such from over here in, in terms of our team size of things but maybe it was what 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 brings you back to australia mate
2: yeah, it's a good opportunity to come get some races in. We don't um, traditionally uh, Supercross starts in January for us. So you have um, a few months in between then. And for me, I've always enjoyed watching the Australian Series and then having the opportunity to race it last year. I was, um, you know, pumped to be part of it. And then when I got the call to come back, uh, it was it was an instant yes. Nice. Um, didn't really hesitate. And obviously, uh, you know, there's been a lot of good riders come through uh, in not just, you know, foreigners, but, you know, Australian riders come through the series and stuff like that. So getting a chance to ride with them and race them, it's, uh, you know, helps my career over in the States and helps me kind of get ready for that.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, that's, it's a good thing. Obviously it's a good timing for that side of things in terms of prep to get ready for the for the January kickoff in the States and that. So yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense from a lot of different points of view or that side of things. But the fact you're interested, you know, in the series watching it beforehand that probably helped as well. Um, who did make that connection for you did you reach out to an australian team initially or did they find you uh
2: circle had reached out last year um they had a rider get hurt so they had reached out uh, i think they had other riders they were trying to line up and then kind of fell through so it was a last minute deal for me i i was actually at the time racing in canada for our supercross series and they asked me if i'd be interested i was already on yamahas and like i said i was always interested in coming over here and said, yeah, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And, um, you know, the, the last year I, I I made the decision to stay over here just to get more comfortable with the team and, and being in the surroundings. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was a last minute deal, but man, was I blessed to have it. And I was so thankful to obviously have a team like Circo with, you know, the support they give you and, uh, everything that goes along with it. You know, I knew that in the past they'd won championships and the goal was obviously to come over and, You know, try to put myself in a position to win the championship, which we didn't. But uh, come, you know, year two, it's a fresh start. And this weekend is, um, you know, everyone's at zero. So uh, that's where it begins.
0: Well, that kind of you kind of answered something that I was thinking about before you know we started recording because I was looking I was thinking about your results last year and it kind of makes sense that you said you, you got sort of a last minute call up because I felt like you built into the series you got better as it went on and maybe you, some of your results were overshadowed by obviously Max Ancy doing quite well last year in that class but yeah that kind of I think you sort of did better as it went on and hopefully this time round maybe you get a better starting point like I said you're familiar coming in this time around so maybe things will be a bit better off in the results column this year
2: yeah i think every year has its challenges last year for me was um i started decent at round one just because it felt uh, similar to how the ama supercrosses are in, in build wise and in the stadium and stuff and then we went to um round two adelaide and uh I was riding good. Uh, I had a crash, and then it didn't really show on paper my speed that weekend. And then uh, Newcastle, I was just off the podium, and kind of one of those like those two rounds in between when you're not on the podium or not really in contention, you kind of like all right, like to fire under you, and I was able to get the win in the final round, um, which kind of helped me, uh, you know, motivated me to come back. You know, it showed that you know that there's opportunity to you know have another go at a championship and. Like I say, it's a fresh start um, on Saturday, so I would love to be able to make history with the team and, 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 and bring them something in return for them bringing me over here for the second year.
0: Yeah, those that round two that you mentioned, like Adelaide, it was a bit of a different setup being a, a showground over here in Australia, we call them, and... Yeah, just the layout's obviously different. Uh, last year, starting in Melbourne, would have been, like you said, a very normal sort of setting for you because it's a big stadium, you know, big build, obviously tied in with the World Supercross side of things. So the track is, is you know, top-notch at that point it, or as good as it can be for that setting and big and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, familiar. But that Adelaide round, even Newcastle to some degrees, it's still on football field, but it was a bit of a, maybe a s- condensed sort of version of, of the tracks you're familiar with. So, yeah, and... Wagga, but last year, Wagga was a very different setup. Um, very long rhythm lanes, I, I feel, seem to remember from Wagga last time too. So not something you're super familiar with.
2: Yeah, and that's that's kind of the challenge of learning it. Year one is is kind of going in with an um, open mind and stuff. And obviously, Max won the championship, and it was his first go at it last year. So he was able to adapt really quick. And like I say, it was um, kind of a, an experience that I can take into you know, my stuff in the US and and, and anywhere I race in the world for that matter, you know, racing all these different venues and dirt and, you know, riders and everything that goes along with the series.
0: Yeah, definitely. And look, Circo Yamaha, you touched on it before too. They are a great team. They've been around for quite a long time in the Aussie scene and they, they're established, so they know what they're doing. So that probably is helping you quite a bit in that side of things as well.
2: Yeah, it speeds up, you know, the setup process, you know, I'm able to kind of you know, fine tune what they've already built me and in not having to start from scratch. So like even last year, uh, we were able to come in, I was came over, I think a week earlier last year, just to get, you know, 100% comfortable with the bike. And you know, we showed up round one and I felt right at home with the team and the bike and stuff. So this year it's, uh, it's been that much easier.
0: Any of your, you know, overseas settings when you run, you run in the AMA or, you know, even at home in Canada, any of that stuff been able to be like transferred across or is it, you know, you have to get a whole new setting when you get here?
2: Uh, so last year I ran their setup and then same with this year. Um, it's pretty similar to be honest with you. I think a lot of their specs come from, what we run in the u.s i believe right. Right. so i think as far as feel goes it's pretty similar for me the hardest part is just getting used to your guys dirt um <laughs>
0: yeah it's always we different yeah
2: yeah we don't see the i guess the hard blue groove clay um in america i guess a bit on the west coast but not like it is here where it's you know polished off and yeah you know it's like it's like rock so getting used to that for the first few days is a little bit um interesting but then as time goes on, you start to kind of just adapt and, and learn. and uh, that's, uh, that's another part that, you know, you, you learn a skill when you're riding that stuff, you know, to be smooth and patient. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. I know what you're talking about there. Because the, our tracks, especially the practice tracks that aren't, you know, as prepared as you you know, the, the race day ones with you know yes, we try and water these things, f- you know, when you're doing it, but I'm sure by the end of the day when you're riding on those practice tracks, they are baked. They are probably shiny as buggery and you can probably see every knob mark going up a face <laughs> of a jump. So there is a skill in, in learning that and it probably is off putting last year when you're looking at it the first few times
2: yeah no the first day out i think i i tucked the front and crashed um once or twice and i was like for me to crash in general is rare and 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 have those mistakes and usually you know pretty hard on myself when i have those mistakes but uh it was an adjustment this year you know i kind of knew coming in that um you know you got to take it easy until you you start to you know feel with the bike and feel with the track so yeah again like today it was a bit windy and, and dry and stuff and you know, it brought back all the memories of riding out there last year when, you know, you're burning through a tire, a moto sort of thing. So it's all good though.
0: Yeah, different. Like you said, the dirt is concrete over here in lots of these settings. So yeah, you will burn tires out. But look, let's check in on you too as well a bit because the last time that we were messaging probably a couple of months back just before World Supercross was going to kick off, you're actually injured. You had a bit of a back complaint. I gather things are all healed up now and, and everything on that side of things is good. You're here ready to ready to go racing. So I'm assuming we're all fit and healthy.
2: Yeah, no, I've been healthy for almost 10 weeks now. So luckily, um, you know, when I went through the injury, uh, I got treatment and was able to, um, you know, all positive because, you know, obviously with, um, you know, when it's a, a disc or nerves and stuff like that, everybody, every body reacts different to injections and getting, getting it cured. And I was able to, um, take to it. My body was healed within, you know, four weeks, and then from that point forward, I just started back training um, on a bicycle and in building fitness as well as my strength again. And uh, as many people know, when you're off the bike, it's it's hard to replicate that in the gym. So for me, it's just uh, I've been getting reps on the bike. And for the last month or so, I've been able to get, you know, back up to speed and um, you know continue to progress throughout uh, each each week. So coming into this weekend, I've been been on a pretty good program, and hopefully, um, you know, we can we can make some things happen this series.
0: So, yeah, that's awesome that you're all fit and ready to go. Have you got expectations? I'm sure you have, and you might not want to verbalize them as such. But are we are we shooting for a particular point this year with with these three rounds?
2: Yeah, I think everyone wants to win the championship, right? I mean, that's the goal. Coming over here, it's uh, it's not a quick flight over, so I think the the goal is to do, um, you know, to be there at. at the very end you know to be in a position to win it and and set myself up in a, a good position throughout the whole series so like this weekend it's going to be a bit tighter and you know maybe a little bit more bar banging so the start's going to be critical and staying out of uh i guess the chaos behind or you know putting yourself in a position to have a, a bad result so for this round you know get get a good finish and, and set yourself up for rounds two and three to um you know make a big push
0: yeah, nice. And you're right. You, you've made this effort to be here. I was assuming that the, the, the goal is, is is number one, but you, you never know. Absolutely. You, you ask these things. But um, So is there any of these three rounds in particular that you're looking forward to over another?
2: Yeah, I look forward to going back to, obviously, Melbourne. Um, Newcastle was a good one and stuff. And even this weekend, I think these three rounds, uh, all in the stadium-type figure, you know, um, you know, being confined and stuff like that. I think suits me or being uh a arena cross champ from Canada and then also racing so much supercross over the years. It's uh it's a good fit. So like I say, the Melbourne round was cool last year and I'd really like to uh, you know, kind of uh uh have the same feeling when I was there last year, this year. So that one I look forward to and obviously being the finale and stuff.
0: Yeah no it's a, it's nice that it's actually been tied into the end of this series this time around I, it was cool that it was there for the opener but it sort of I felt like this is a better setting with the whole timetable of you know the Oz Supercross and linking into that end of the world Supercross and yeah I, I like that it's sitting as the as the the end piece of of the series it, it'll just fit better for a, for, a, for a finale, get that word out eventually, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no I, I like that it's there and it's it was pretty impressive to be there last year and check all that out that it is worth um, making the trip down there if anyone listening's on the fence about it yeah Melbourne is a worthwhile round to be at so no. Excited to see it. Well, look, Cole, um, appreciate your time, mate. Thank you for, for um, you know answering a few of our crazy questions. And um, good luck this weekend and for the three rounds in, in the Australian Supercross Series.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Hi there. My name is Eldon Baker, and I'm from the Baker's Factory.
2: And you're listening to Always Motor.
0: All right, guys and girls, we are back on the Always Motor podcast. Thanks for sticking around. We're almost through here. Now, just a bit of a, a sombre note here. Um, some news has come through, obviously, that you might have all seen on the social media pages. Um, thoughts are with the, fa- the Alessi family. Unfortunately, Jeff Alessi has passed away. Um, no news on why as such, but, yeah, look, just thoughts with the family. It's sad news. He's very young there. Um, just, yeah, um, thoughts with the Alessi family. Hope all is well. All right, but that's we'll, we'll move on. That's enough um, for this show. Um, I'm actually deep in talks with my suspension guru about my Sherco's performance. How many of you know that I've got that Sherco 302 stroke, um, and we're just starting to work into it. I'm getting my swing back in terms of getting back in action after all these injuries for myself. But my my man Nick at Technic Suspension there has my brain running about adjustments. Uh, We've we've been messaging back and forth as I've been trying to record this. And uh, look, basically, I've got to go talk to him some more before the weekend because I need to get this thing even better than it already is. So we'll go ahead and have a chat with Technic Suspension. But that was it. This is a great show this week. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys and girls. Don't forget to send us those T-shirt orders to info at alwaysmoto.com. Follow us on the social media pages to stay up to date with all things moto, particularly the injuries in our sport. Search alwaysmoto and then follow and subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed and if that app allows, leave a rating for us on there. Let's Don't forget to check out all of those written articles that we do over on fullnoise.com.au uh, and we'll soon have some additional content with alwaysmoto.com. But that's it for another show. Thanks to Competitive Edge Performance, Slamboard Guy, Endurance Recovery Boots and Tech 167 3D Printing for the show support. Thanks to the Always Motor Contractor. Thanks to Blair for the Blair's Babble questions. Thanks to you guys and girls out there for listening. And remember, you need to be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I'll probably be seeing you deep in the emergency department, maybe even the clinic, having strapping tape thrown wherever it will stick.